Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or looking to start your journey tomorrow or someone who just needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear real life, authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. Before I introduce my guest, I'll share an entrepreneurial story to inspire you all. This one is Phil Roberson. Roberson was born in Louisiana and his family was struggling financially where they went out without electricity, a toilet, and a bathtub at times. A few more highlights I found was that his family survived just off the fruits and vegetables they grew, the fish they caught, or animals they hunted. He still found a way to go to college on a football scholarship, but had little interest in playing, just did what he had to do. Even though he started his career as a teacher, he caught his big break because of him having a passion for hunting. The inaccurate duck calls that were on the market led him to find better ways to replicate that sound. The first duck commander call was made in 1972 with the patent made the following year. And this is all from someone who didn't even have electricity sometimes as a boy to creating a multi-million dollar company, and that's as inspiring as it gets. The Duck Commander Company is the perfect supplement to the show you all may have heard, the Duck Dynasty television series, where he's the patriarch and star of. Tristan, what did you like about that story most? Man, it, um, it's, it's really cool because, especially you know when you talk about opportunities today, you hear a million stories about what it takes to go from zero to a million in 12 months, blah, blah, blah. But those stories where you didn't have the internet, where you didn't have, you know, Instagram marketing, this lets you know that you can make it in this world if you have drive and ambition, and especially if you're just open to life and you just try to solve a problem for someone, how much that can grow. He wasn't trying to be, you know, a multimillionaire. He was just out there doing this thing, saw a problem and took advantage of the opportunity. So I thought that was really cool. That's a great way to put it. He just took took advantage of what he needed to do, just tried to fix his own problem, and little did he know mm-hmm. he would erupt into something with a TV show. But that voice you all just heard is today's guest. Tristan, why don't you go ahead and share your story a little bit, and then what you've got going on today. You have a big announcement to share with our guests. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, man, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so, you know, a little bit about my story was yeah I, I became an entrepreneur you know maybe at 13 11 12 14 years old um you know it, it first started um with my mom gave me like maybe 20 bucks to buy candy from this uh wholesale shop in chicago called lmp candy so i went and this was like before this was really popular i like bought fruities bagged them up you know, 50 in the bag, you know, sold them for profit. And man, I probably made like 400 bucks from like November to December just to buy Christmas presents. I remember I bought my mom this really nice gold necklace. So I'm like this young kid, buy my mom like these great gifts. And then like the next year I started um, doing custom painting t-shirts for different teams uh, in school. And you know, maybe but like my sophomore year, I got to like making like 200 bucks a week. And so for me, that was great money. And the reason I got into these things is because we really struggled 
growing up. Like I remember one week, like between my mom and me, like we didn't even have enough money to send me to the barbershop to get a haircut. So from that moment, I realized like, man, you know, we, we really don't have what we should and I got to figure it out. So from that moment, I just started trying to take advantage of opportunities to, like we were talking about earlier, like be an entrepreneur and solve your own problems instead of trying to pay someone to always solve your problems. So like selling candy and selling t-shirts became, you know, that entry point for me um, to where fast forward um, after I, I graduated college, I was on my way to law school, you know, just, just kind of going through, you know, the not the motions, but just this path that I thought was going to provide the success that I was after. And on my way to law school, I was doing Teach for America. And, you know, right after Institute, I joined this entrepreneur fellowship program where they were teaching some amazing stuff. I mean, like leadership, um, financial skills, life purpose, how to build and grow a team. And you don't get that stuff in school. Right. These are all the things that people complain about on social media. You know, um, I, you know, that post is like, I don't know how to file my taxes, but I sure can spot a parallelogram. Like, you know, they were teaching me those things and I just got addicted to it. I mean, it was it was beautiful, man. I mean, people from all across the world joining together to prove a concept to be social entrepreneurs. So it was not only growing a business, but it was about caring about people to solve problems um, that God cares about. Like that was the whole premise. And so after I graduated this fellowship, you know, I stuck around because the founders were only on their second class. They had been through the experience. So I thought there was space for me to provide value and ask questions like, hey, did you guys ever consider this, right? Oh, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. And they were the kind of people that would automatically empower you. So if you came up with the idea, their next statement was, are you ready to implement that idea? And so I was like, yeah, sure. Right. So I came up with all these ideas and I just got put in a place to implement all of them. Um, so that volunteerism turned into consulting, that consulting turned into more substantial consulting. Um, then I brought on a team to do some of that work. And we kind of became um, like an external communications and marketing arm. And then a couple years later, one of the co-founders stepped down and they asked me to replace them. And just to kind of give you an idea about who was on this team, it was a retired Air Force Colonel. So when you talk about leadership, she's a black woman, right? Um, there was, was a Colonel in the Air Force maybe 30 years ago. So imagine like how difficult that was. You had a serial real estate entrepreneur, and then um, you had the first vice president of Facebook for the sales department. So I'm like, early in my 20s, with these guys being my peers. So that was like crazy for me. Um, and that just kind of set in stone the path and trajectory that I was on for leadership development and in this personal development world. And, and that's exactly when I started writing my first book. Like right, right in that moment um, that I actually get a chance, like four or five years later, I actually have to finish product. And that's the announcement. Um, right. This book, this, this passion project, this life project is releasing January 1st, 2020. It's called Fruition Power, How to Achieve More 
lead well and over and conquer overwhelm. And um, it's just been a culmination of all the things that I've learned from that experience and serving clients on my own. Uh, so that's kind of a, a longer drawn out story of how I got to be where I am and, and part of my entrepreneurial journey. Thanks for sharing all that. We're going to get into the big five right now, Tristan. Each week, each episode, my guests and I go over these five questions to help the listeners learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. You ready to go? Let's do it. We touched a little on your background, but when did you realize that you weren't happy with what you were doing? Was it exactly at law school, maybe a little before, or that you needed to change and you said full entrepreneur? You know, I, re I remember a distinct moment at my first job after I graduated college. I was on my way to law school, so I was working at a law firm, you know, trying to figure it out, get a taste of it. And it was in my first 30 days, and I remember staring at a calendar trying to figure out how quick can I get out of here. And I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what the next opportunity was, but I had just got there. And I'm like, I got to get out of here immediately. Like, this is not for me. And so from that moment, I knew, like, I have to be able to figure something else out. Absolutely. What would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are? Got to narrow it down to two. Woo! Oh, man, I could write a book on this. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I would probably say, you know, off top, one of the, the hardest parts is, and this is something I've kind of been simmering on and, and learning how to articulate, I think the more life you live, it becomes more challenging to become an entrepreneur. And the reason I say that is because I've experienced how my level of risk has decreased as my responsibility has increased. Like when I was early in my 20s, single, you know, in my apartment by myself, there were opportunities I would take on, risks that I would take without even thinking about it. And some of those things panned out and some of them didn't, but it was okay. I'm like, I'm 25, I live by myself. Whatever happens, I have so much time to bounce back. And that was my mentality. That's like live life to the fullest, make mistakes, because this is the only time in your life that you'll have this freedom. Uh, but now I'm not 25 anymore, right? Now I'm not single. Now um, I'm not in an apartment, you know, I'm a homeowner. Now, you know, I'm married and now, I, you know, I have all of these things and it's just not me. So I think the, one of the, the hardest parts about being an entrepreneur is as you grow older in life, um, other people are just counting on you. And then I would probably say the, the second one is patience. Uh, it, this takes time, man. This takes time. You know, you cannot it's an ongoing build. challenge. Oh my goodness. You can't build Rome in a day. And I saw this the other day. It's like Rome wasn't built in a day. It was built every day. So not only does it take patience, it takes consistency. Um, and man, especially if you're like, you're in a situation and you want to get out of it and you're kind of using entrepreneurship as that freedom vehicle. It's like, okay, I hate my job. I got to figure out how to build a bridge today. And it just doesn't work that way. Um, so I would say that that patience, that consistency, but also contentment. That, and if I had to pick one word, I would say that you have to learn how to be content in your situation. And that doesn't mean um, being satisfied. It doesn't mean looking at your salary and knowing that you're worth more 
and just being satisfied there. Being content means having peace with everything going on around you, not fighting life, but gelling with life. And as you agree with life more often, you will be able to find your zone and to build that bridge and to remain at peace and not allow what you're trying to build to create stress and angst and anger at your current lifestyle. So I think that like managing those two things, like growing something and not being satisfied, but also being content and happy with life today is, is, is a really hard balance. It's amazing advice for everybody listening in. What would you say your greatest failure is and what did it teach you? <laughs> oh man, this, this story, um, it hurts. It, it hurts. Um, so man, I, I got to a place where um, I, I received a, a $10,000 investment and it was my first one. Um, so I'm like, 10 grand, heck yeah, I'm, I'm about to blow this thing out of the water. I'm about to make, you know, a million bucks off this 10 grand. Um, and, and, and essentially, you know, it was a coaching program that I was launching. And um, when it was all said and done, I had $500 in sales to show for a $10,000 investment. So I didn't even break even, not even close to breaking even. And at the, at the end of it, you know, I had a client that I was serving and, you know, we agreed that she would pay me, you know, five grand for my services. It was kind of like some marketing coaching and, you know, strategy that I was providing her. And when it came time to pay up, she was like 5,000. You know, I thought we agreed on $50. Like it was something about like the way I worded it. I was, yeah, maybe I said like 50.99 or something like that. And in her mind, it was $50. But to me, I'm like, oh, you know, obviously this is $5,000 worth of work. Um, so I got the call like, hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay that. This is what was going on. She was so sweet. She was so embarrassed. Um, and it was just a really hard moment for both of us because, oh, my goodness. It was, I remember being on the couch on the phone like, it's over. <laughs> Uh, so that moment was hard because I had to go out and get a job after that. And I hated the job more than any other job that I had in my lifetime after that experience. So that, that, was, that was a tough moment. That's a great story. It's a great story. If you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who are you choosing? What are you guys talking about? You know, man, um, this is really hard because there are a lot of entrepreneurs throughout time that have really inspired me, um, especially in different industries. But I would probably say if I had to pick one, it would be Walt Disney. You know, I just love how he created a brand just focused and centered around wonder, amazement, um, even creativity opportunity you know you can be any age like i remember i don't know if it was like a comedy special i was watching recently and the guy was like you know my grandma is 100 years old do you have a singer's discount and the guy at disney was like everyone's a child here at disney right and it's like that's the kind of brand that they've created it's like you know you don't have at disney if it's a show if it's a theme park um no matter what it is, they, they've created this brand to where it's like you don't have to 
be a child to be childlike. You can you can reserve that childlike wonder and ask questions. And I just think, you know, that brand is so cool. Um, so I would just love to just talk to Walt and just see, you know, what was what was his inspiration? How did he press through when there was nothing like this going on in the world? And especially like looking at those characters and how there was a mold for what characters were supposed to be and how he broke that mold. Love that choice. That's the first Walt Disney I believe I've had, and it's a great choice. All right, let's go to number five. Where do you see yourself in your entrepreneurial endeavors in the future? Let's do one years and five years. One year from today, where do you want to see yourself? You know, one year from now, um, you know, I guess there are kind of two things. I just want to be able to, one, do an effective job with uh, marketing this project, uh, Fruition Power. It's, it's been a really important thing for me. And the people that have been able to get their hands on it, they've let me know how impactful it's been for them. Um, and it would be a disservice to the people that I serve to not do my best to broadcast this project, to get it out into as many hands as possible. Um, and so the writing is one part, but the marketing, the promotion is just a completely different beast. So, you know, I really just can't say that I'm satisfied with today. Uh, my responsibility is to continue to push this project, get it out into as many hands as possible, and let it do the work that it's supposed to do. Um, so that's one thing. And then from there, you know, I, I really hope that um, from my work, from speaking, writing, consulting, that I can just say that the case of the Mondays has been eradicated just a little bit more. Um, and that's kind of, you know, this phrase that I live by in a mission statement to eradicate the case of the Mondays, which is, you know, that feeling that you get on Sunday night or Monday morning when you have to go to a job that you hate, um, when you have to sit in a place and know that this isn't that all, this isn't all life has to offer you. And you're trying to figure out how do I maximize my life, my potential? How do I earn what I deserve? And how do I serve at the highest level? And for some people, for a small percentage of the world, that means becoming an entrepreneur. But for the vast majority of the world, and it took a lot of time for me to learn this, the answer isn't becoming an entrepreneur. The answer is one, having competent leaders in your organization that know how to create an engaging work environment, that know how to give rewards to motivate people, that know how to acknowledge good workmanship when they see it, know how to put good teams together, right? They know how to just create an effective work environment for people. And then the second part is for those people to continually develop their own skills, for them to level up, for them to manage their conflict resolution, right? for them to grow in their ability to communicate, to be vulnerable in the workplace, to be effective communicators and problem solvers. Like, when you get great people and great leadership, you have a great organization and a great work environment. Um, and that's just a passion of mine, just to, concede, just to see that work happen um, on a greater scale. And so that's, that's the one year. In the five year, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to tell you about this project, man. Um, and it's actually my first time talking about it in the, in the public setting. Um, and there's always a fear of you know, sharing new ideas, but you know, Execution is where ideas are birthed and not just kind of hearing something. So I'm, I'm fine. Um, but there is a digital platform that I'm in the works of building 
um, a way that will be able to, it's a tool that I'm going to be able to hand over to an executive, to a CEO, to a team lead, and it will be able to create a digital depiction of how healthy their work environment is. Um, so I, I'll have a dashboard and I can see like conflict resolution, like my organization is performing at 87% this quarter or um, my, my managers have a plus rating in the relationships with their teams. Um, so like for me, this isn't, you know, a sales relationship management system you know, not a customer relationship management system. This is something to help develop your talent and your relations in your organization. And uh, I'm just really super passionate and excited about this project. Um, you know, I'm calling it the TRM, not the CRM, but the, the TRM, Talent Relations Management. And I really think this digital platform is going to get in the hands of leaders and help them clearly have a picture of some of the soft metrics that they've been missing or that they've been trying to get their hands on and trying to bring in consultants to fix, but they really haven't felt empowered to do themselves. So it's, it's an empowerment tool that I'm working on and I'm really excited about launching it in the next five years. That's amazing. We'll definitely be keeping in touch with our listeners. I'm going to try to have all of my guests back at some point down the road so we can reflect on what's changed since then. So Gotta I'll be hold me accountable. <laughs> Absolutely. It's time for the last word, Tristan. Is there something you want to touch on quickly that we didn't get to share with our listeners yet? Yeah, man. Um, and, and this is um, not, not intentionally being a plug, but it's um, chapter three in the book. Um, clarity is so important. Um, and this is just kind of me speaking from the heart. Wherever you are, you know, you're listening to this podcast for, you know, inspiration to help you get out of a situation, inspiration to help you grow into something or no, no matter what it is, clarity is so important. And, you know, it's, it's really simple to create a goal, right? Just to say, I want to do this in this amount of time. That's goal setting. Clarity is having full integrity of knowing that who you are as a person, who you want to be as a person is in alignment with everything that you're doing. And a lot of times we're so hurried and rushed to try to get out of something that we don't really act with clarity. We act with urgency. We act with desperation. Um, and those things just don't create longevity in your success. So I would say, man, if, if you're listening to this and you're, you're looking up a master plan, <laughs> right, uh, to grow a million dollar company or to lead your team better, um, maybe to, you know, get in shape for the new year where like all of these things are on your mind, you know, it's take, take a step back and, and ask yourself, you know, what is it that you want? And when you get what you want, who do you want to be on that day? Because you can sacrifice the best of who you are chasing something. And um, it's, it's not worth it to lose yourself um, to gain something that doesn't provide value. Money, I mean, it helps buy things, but money itself will not make you happy. Um, status, influence, 
you know, being sexy, being attractive, being influential, all of those things will not provide value. It's who you are on the inside Absolutely. that that provides the internal value. It's, it's knowing who you are created to be and having purpose in life. Um, and all of that just starts with just being clear on, on those few things, having a strong foundation and allowing that strong foundation to blossom into your path. So, um, you know, if you feel like you're in the thick of it, especially, you know, as the new year hits, as the new decade hits, and you're like having some real conversation with yourself, um, don't panic, don't stress, right? Um, don't look at the calendar and just think that because you see a two and a zero next to one another that life is over or you fail because you don't have what you want by this time of life. You know, it's, it's, it's a marathon for all of us and the race is different for all of us, but don't compare yourself to anyone else. Um, you know, just, just be comfortable in knowing that each and every day creates new opportunity. Um, and if you have peace in knowing who you are, that opportunity will come. It'll come to you. It'll, it'll, it'll come to you with, with vastness and abundance like you've never imagined. You just yeah. got to acknowledge who you are and be comfortable in that. And when you have that, just go for it. Everybody's going to take a lot out of that. Thanks for sharing it. Can you go ahead and share your social media and website? That way our listeners can follow your endeavors, request your services. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so uh, you can find me uh, at my website, tristanwilliams.com. That's T as in Tom, R-I-S. T as in Tom, I-A-N, Williams.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, forward slash Tristan Williams, Instagram, Tristan Williams underscore. Um, and if you're looking for consulting work for your org organization, you can find me at Greenwood Consulting Group. Dot com and we'll be able to serve you there thanks for sharing everybody make sure you check out the show on instagram at your favorite morning podcast and on twitter at podcast by lancy my handles are at vincent a lancy on all social media and youtube and my website is vincent make sure you check out my book left for dead a story of redemption on amazon now and dm me or email me let me know what you think if you enjoyed today's episode please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars I work really hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. As always, I'll end the show with a quote that inspired me, and I hope it does for you too. I arise full of eagerness and energy, knowing well what achievement lies ahead of me. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all in the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.